Welcome into the November 14th episode of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Lots to get into today. Kyle Dubas came out and spoke with the media, gave us an update on Jake Muzzin. Also, TJ Brody with an oblique injury. He'll be out for a little bit. We'll update you on that as well. And Matt Murray could be returning to the crease. So a little bit of positive news if you want to look at it that way. Uh, so he might be returning tonight against his former club, the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll tee that game up for you as well. All that and more coming up on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brothers on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also now catch us up on YouTube, search up Lockdown Leafs on YouTube, hit subscribe, and get daily Leafs content delivered to you each and every morning, Monday through Friday, all Leafs, all the time. And uh, lots of information coming out of Leafs Nation and Leafs Camp yesterday. Dave, Kyle Dubas coming out, speaking with the media, getting a couple updates on some injured players. And uh, also Matt Murray expected to play tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we'll get into that in a little bit when we help tee up the game, their second game in uh, in last week against Pittsburgh too so they're going to want to try and get back uh, on the winning ways against that club but before we get into that why don't we break down uh, what Kyle Dubas had to say about uh, these two pillar defensemen that the Maple Leafs had coming into the year two of what's supposed to be their top four whoops two of what's supposed to be the top four defensemen and two of what I would call their main defensive defenseman at that uh now out for a little bit muzzin out indefinitely with a cervical spine injury he will be reevaluated in february and from everyone who i've kind of talked to um it doesn't sound as though he like he might not play for the rest of the year uh if he's being reevaluated in february that could be the case and then tj brody out a minimum of two weeks with an oblique strain um not great for uh, for the Maple Leafs blue line to be missing both those guys for a little bit of time here. Yeah, no, it's not an ideal situation. I mean, Jake Muzz and Leafs have done without him for stretches, but you take away TJ Brody and the, like the layers start to peel off of what this Leafs defense, what makes it successful. And TJ Brody plays a big part of that. So uh, Kyle Dubas... When when the GM comes out and talks, it's almost like trying to trying to cool the waters a little bit. And he he, I, I guess that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was just trying to like ease everyone into what's going to be a very tough you know, few weeks with with TJ Bro expect to be us at least two weeks. The Jake Muslim one is tough, right? I mean, it, it as you said, it doesn't sound like. I mean, you can never say never, but when you're dealing with a neck injury, as he is. I, I, I just don't see how the least would want to put him in that situation and try to rush him, try to have him come back. And so these next few weeks are really going to tell what the Leafs have on the back end and 
what the future holds in terms of what Kyle Dewis will have to do come trade deadline. Yeah, and for Jake Muzzin, apparently he had um, somewhat of a similar injury back in the Columbus bubble where, you know, and, and when it comes to like the cervical spine injury, I guess it can mess with your senses and like your nervous system and whatnot. And that's essentially, I guess, what had happened. There was a, a similar situation. And because it's happened again, he does not want to, um, you know, they're, they're taking all precautions here when it comes to Jake Muzzin. So, you know, hopefully he is okay. I mean, if, if this is it for, for Jake Muzzin and, and hockey, I mean, 32 years old, he, he had a pretty good career, won himself a couple of Stanley Cups. Um, I bet you he, he, you know, is at a point in his life where he would – you know, he would be upset, I guess, if he had to hang him up a little earlier than he wanted to. But at the same time, uh, he did have that 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 success, won the ultimate goal. And uh, he's got to do what's best for him and his family moving forward, unfortunately. Um, and that could mean, you know, this being the end of, of Jake Muzzin in, uh, in a Maple Leaf sweater or in a hockey jersey, uh, you know, ever could, could, could be done. Uh, but we'll see. We're not going to – I guess we, we shouldn't speculate on that, but – um, he will be reevaluated re in February, and a decision, I guess, will probably be made um, when he goes back to see the doctors. Uh, as for DJ Brody, with him being out for a couple of weeks with an oblique strain, they're saying it's similar to the one that John Tavares had in training camp. Um, so if, if that's the case, I guess it, it hasn't limited JT, right? Like he missed training camp, and that didn't really matter, but then he was ready to go for the start of the season and um, ended up being... I mean, he's had a great start to the year, even though he missed training camp. So uh, I guess that's somewhat of positive news uh, when it comes to Brody. Obviously, you're hoping that he doesn't miss any time, but he did land on the IR yesterday, so he'll be out for a week. But they say it'll take about two weeks for him to get back. That's about the timeline that there was on John Tavares. But the question, Dave, is like this blue line, like what this blue line looks like without TJ Brody scares me. It honestly frightens me. It's something that I'm having nightmares about having to see a top four that consists of, I mean, today, tonight in the game against Pittsburgh, it's going to be Morgan Riley, Jordy Ben, <laughs> and then um, it's going to be Justin Hall and Mark Giordano. Like that's your top four without Jake Muzzin and TJ Brody. And that's, I mean, that's just simply not good enough. Like, let's be honest here. I, like, those are, you know, quality defensemen. Mark, you know, Morgan Riley, he's a first-pair guy. But, like, Gio at 38 years old, is he still a, 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 a top-four defenseman? Can he give you 20 to 22 minutes a night that, that you need sometimes out of your top-four guy? Can Jordy Ben play 20 minutes a night on the top pair with Morgan Riley? I, I'm not sold that he can, to be honest with you. Um, so that's, that's where I look at this, and I kind of – question how long can the maple Leafs go without making a move to replace these guys because even even though brody will be back i still look at that blue line i still think they're missing something they're missing one piece uh, of the pie they're expected to have again muzzin in their top four so they've got to replace that if he's not going to be ready to go this season and, and if they're reevaluating in february the trade deadline's march 3rd um i'm assuming that's why it's like february just so they could say, okay, yeah, he's not coming back. But I, I believe they're going to have to make up their minds. if They're going to move that money, use that money beforehand and try and make a deal um, 
because that what they got right now to me just isn't isn't that's not going to win you a Stanley Cup. It's 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 real simple. No, I I don't. This doesn't scream to me as a blue line that you could win a cup with, just because. Justin Hall was already like on the fence as whether he could even play in the NHL at times, like when you watch him play. And you know, Jordy Ben, yeah, he had a great uh, first game, but you know, the adrenaline Vancouver, one of the worst teams in the league right now. And your adrenaline kind of pumps in that first game. You know, I, I think when you look at what TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin bring. I like Kyle Dubas was saying that he wants to see what Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren can do with the opportunity. I'm like, but Timothy Lilligren and Rasmus Sandin are not TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin. They don't play that game. They're not that style defenseman. So if I'm if I'm the Leafs manager, that's what I that should be the priority. Is this is something that they're going to need come playoff time? They're going to need those type of defensemen. So I don't have a problem if they're don't. The next few weeks, they reevaluate how TJ Brody is. He comes back, and if he's here and healthy, then it kind of reduces the panic level slightly. But Jake Muzzin is done for the year. You got over $5 million, $5.6 million to play with. There's no reason why they should not be looking to get someone of the same type of makeup as Jake Muzzin. And yeah. I'm not saying Jordy Ben can't do it, but I don't expect Jordy Ben to be able to do it in a top four role. Like no. Jordy Ben can have a role on this team, just not in the top four. And that's no. where I think that that's I think the mess that should be the messaging from Kyle Dubas. Not we'll see how these young guys can do, and then come trade deadline, they're satisfied with it because I don't think they should be satisfied with it. I don't think they'll wait till the trade deadline. I think probably within the next couple of weeks. I believe, like, Dubas did come out and say, as you mentioned, um, they're not going to make a, a move immediately. They do want to see what they have internally with Sandine and Lilligren, see if they can, you know, take this opportunity. And if one of them can run with it, that way they won't have to make a deal. Because it's tough. It's difficult to make trades in, in the NHL. Um, they don't have a lot of assets to move also to get a big deal done. One of those two probably would have to be included in any type of trade. But they see them as future pieces to this team, future pieces of this core. But they do want to get a look at him over the next couple of weeks um, and see if one of them could kind of grab a hold of uh, a top four spot and, and maybe fill in that role internally. But what I've seen so far this year, uh, Rasmus Sandin to me has not played very well. I, I, I He hasn't been able to seize the opportunities that have been given to him. Timothy Lilligren, like he's played okay. He's played decent. Um, you know, he's had a couple of uh, stints up in the top four, but – Ultimately, again, Lilligren is someone, too, who, you know, he's still super young, right? Super young, and um, there's some mental errors in his game. The game against uh, who they play the other night at home where he gave the puck away. Pittsburgh, probably. No, no, no. He scored twice in that game. Oh, sorry. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Thank you. Yeah, the game against Vegas. You know, it was a very up-and-down rollercoaster game for Lilly, right? Scored twice. But also gave a couple pucks away, one ending up in the back of the net. So um, still very young, raw. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with uh, with the blue line and with the defense. Um, but things looking up and up in the crease, potentially. Uh, why don't we take a quick break, get back into um, what's going on in the pipes for the Maple Leafs. Because somebody could be returning tonight and could be making his first start in Pittsburgh since getting traded. Yes, 
I'm referring to Matt Murray. Uh, I'll give you that update and more when we return. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that is BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey and soccer. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. We're always the best and easiest way to get your betting fixed, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're our hosts here at Locked on Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. And if you truly are a big old Leaf fan, if you are a member of Leafs Nation, you better be subbed up to Locked on Leafs, whether that's via audio format, wherever you get your podcasts, or up on YouTube. Um, we know we get a, you know, a lot of people view this, but it's a lot of non-subscribers who are watching these on a daily basis. Do yourself a favor, hit subscribe, hit the little notification bell, lets you know when we put out new videos every day, and uh, you want it to come searching for us, we'll come and find you. Uh, all right, Leafs and Penguins playing tonight for the second time in the last week, or second time last, what, four days, I guess? They played Friday, so... Um, you know, these two are very familiar with each other. It was a 4-2 loss on Friday. Uh, how do they flip the script, I guess, is the question here. How do they end up with the victory as they go into Pittsburgh on the road? Uh, quick note, Matt Murray is expected to start tonight. He was also expected to start the game against Ottawa about a month ago. We all know what happened there. Pulled up lame, was unable to go. But the expectation is he'll be in the crease tonight. Uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Eric Schalgren will get the night off. Uh, so, I mean, you feel comfortable with Matt Murray going into pit, making his first start since uh, the first game of the year? You're going to have to be, unfortunately. You know, uh, yeah, let's see how he, if they, I don't know if they're going to do a morning skate. We're recording this before that happens. Um, so let's just hope that he doesn't pull something trying to do stretches or anything at this point. But, yeah, like Shogren's played a lot of games, more games. I think they wanted him to play because he did that. He played the back to back, but I think they also made him play the back to back, knowing that there was a good chance Matt Murray was going to be ready to give him that extra game. Look, you, I know people have their, you know, issues with the trade and having Matt Murray here, but he's here. They got to make it work because they don't have many other options. So, I'm fine with him getting the start at Pittsburgh. Maybe there's a little bit of, you know, that motivation to try to stick it to your old team. I have no problem with that idea as well, but that defense cannot, cannot be leaky. Like it's been the last few games. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't give Pittsburgh those extra chances that they've been giving. That's what cost them in that other game. The turnovers that led to, I man rushes and put the goaltender, you know, in a tough spot. The defense is really going to have to step up for a guy who's coming back from a tough injury that, you know, there's, there's some, you know, unease, about whether he can remain healthy. So the defense is going to have to step up in a big way tonight. And that's a blue line that featured TJ Brody on Friday night. Remember it was Saturday where he sat out for the game. Yeah. So now you're, you're down TJ Brody as well going into this one. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, that's probably one of the keys to the game is you got to tighten up defensively. You can't allow, you know, guys like Jake Gensel and Rust and Crosby and Gino 
all this time and space, uh, especially in the slot um, or on the rush. You just can't allow that. They're just too good of a team, and they'll make it pay for sure. Uh, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look right now at what's going on, um, like in the betting market, and 75% of the money coming in on Pittsburgh. So a lot of people thinking that Pittsburgh will come through and uh, win this game again. Um, just because the home team consistently wins these meetings. I know it didn't happen for Toronto last time, but six of the last eight times these two teams have met, the home team has come away victorious. And, you know, Toronto haven't won in Pittsburgh in seven meetings. And if you recall, last time they were in Pittsburgh, they lost 7-1 to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, essentially. Everybody was gone. Um, so I don't want to rehash that and relive that because that was an embarrassing game. But Toronto definitely is going to have to play a, a, a lot better than they did on Friday. That's for sure. Way better than they did last year against Wilkes-Barre, but also a lot better on Friday. Um, I'll be really, I'll be real curious to, to see Matt Murray in action, though. You know, I, the funny thing is, remember how he actually had a good preseason, right? Yeah. Like he only allowed, I think, one goal at five on five for the entire preseason. And they kind of got lit up a little bit. The glove hand was weak against uh, Montreal, and, and then he got hurt in the very next game well, the morning of the next game, and he was unable to play. So I'll be curious to see what Matt Murray we get tonight. I really, really will. I think the extra motivation makes some sense. I believe the only time he's ever played Pittsburgh, he did it once in Ottawa, um, at home in Ottawa, and he only gave up two goals and a 2 nothing loss, unfortunately. So played them rather well last time that they did play. So if, if they can hold the Penguins to two goals, I think that the Maple Leafs should be able to uh, to win this game, and, and to me, that's also another thing that really sticks out to me with the 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 issues on the blue line, the issues in net, the scoring's got to get going, man. So one of my other keys that I have tonight is five on five scoring, and that's mainly from the big boys, right? Like we still have uh, the lineup that has been changed. It's been um, it remains that Matthews and Marner are apart. Yeah, you can see right here up on YouTube. We're, we're showing you the top six lines right now. So Bunting, Matthews, and Nylander together. Kerfoot, Tavares, and Marner together on a line. So those guys got to get going, though. Like the five-on-five -five scoring has been real low for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um, they've kind of – like the power play has been successful, and then I guess they're picking up some goals there and staying in games and winning some based off of their power play. But when it's even strength at five on five, the where the game is played at most, the Leafs are lacking and trailing in that perspective. So they got to get going. And with the injuries, it's imperative that they start playing at the, the same rate that they were a year ago because that's why they won all those games. It wasn't that they were a sound, solid team. They were outscoring a lot of their goaltending deficiencies. They had 900 goaltending a year ago and still rattled off 115 points. It's not because they were winning games 2-1, 3-1, 3-2. No, they were in track meets winning 7-4, 6-5, you know, 5-4 in overtime, like those kind of wins. Um, not that I want that to happen, but you do got to score more than two or three goals a game um, if you're in Toronto right now in the state of the defense and goaltending. And it's going to be – you're going to have to lean on those guys in particular, Matthews, Marner, Willie, and John. Those are the big four. They have paid a heck of a lot of money. It's, it's time to really – start producing we're a month into the season now you gotta get you gotta get going gotta pick it up no they definitely do um this is also a pittsburgh team that before the game against toronto were not very good defensively and were very leaky defensively themselves and the game after 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they gave up what four or five goals to Montreal? Like what? Well, yeah, and I, I know that Casey DeSmith looks a lot better than Tristan Jari right now, and that might have uh, helped Pittsburgh a little bit, but you should be able to score on Casey DeSmith. This isn't, you know, a Vezina-caliber goaltender. So, yeah, no, the Leafs have to start converting on their five-on-five chances. The power play has been good. That's been at least keeping the goals coming, but no, five-on-five, you know, I don't mind that they're breaking up Matthews and Marner because you can't you can't let these operate like especially with the defense and the goaltending being the position is you can't uh, you can't trust your defense is going to be able to hold the four until these guys figure it out. These guys are gonna have to figure it out late, you know, on their later on. Like just do what it takes to get something going, and I don't mind that they've kept them apart. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Um, all right, let's get to the three keys in a moment. But first, we'll tell you about uh, another one of today's show sponsors. And uh, that is, let me get there, Simply Safe. <laughs> if you've thought about securing your home with the home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Lease listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. It's their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system in 2022 by U.S. and News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real, so that they can get priority police response. Uh, Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you. Uh, when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors to detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off at of new Simply Safe systems at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you won't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morrissey with you as always. Uh, we're teeing up tonight's game, Leafs in Pittsburgh, for their second game in four nights. They're trying to flip the script off a 4-2 loss on Friday. Uh, Dave, what are your three keys to the game to make sure that the Leafs do indeed flip the script, as we said, and pull out the victory? Well, one will constantly be a permanent one for me going forward, and that's Avoid the turnovers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good one. I can't believe the amount of turnovers this team has given up on it. That's number one on mine as well. The turnovers yeah. that they're giving up is insane. And go look at most of the goals. Like a majority of these goals that the Leafs are allowing are coming off of turnovers, off of what ends up being odd man rushes off of those turnovers. Got to cut that down, especially against you know a sharp shooting team like the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you know what? Also, you look at the depth scoring, right? I like what I've been seeing from, you know, guys like Pierre Angle had a decent game against Vancouver. You know, Zach Aston Reese, that that fourth line, just you know what? Like, I understand the big boys need to get going, but the depth scoring needs to continue to to have a presence, so that eventually teams are going to have to realize that they can't just key in on the top six. And maybe it'll open up a little bit more for the big boys, but I think the depth scoring needs to continue to step up. So that's my second key. And third key, Matt Murray is going to have to calm this defense. He can't 
have the, any blunders. He can't. Don't try anything that you, that isn't. Don't try to go above and beyond. Just play your game. Be steady because the defense is going to need that. Yeah, absolutely. They are with the uh, with both Muzzin obviously out long term, and then Brody out for the the next couple of weeks here. Um, a, a couple other keys that you didn't mention that I think are, are going to be imperative. Uh, I think that special teams going to be big tonight. Like I know I mentioned the five on five scoring needs to surge, and and that's also still one of my keys. I, I do believe that they need to score some goals at five on five. But the Maple Leafs have been successful at, uh, at at winning games using, you know, a strong power play and being able to kill off some penalties. So I think if they can win the the uh, special teams game tonight, they should be able to pick up a victory. They do have the advantage there. Um, they're six in the league so far in their power play, operating at twenty six percent against the Pittsburgh uh, a Pittsburgh um, penalty kill, which is only seventy five percent rate, twenty fourth in the NHL, and then. A 24th ranked power play as well, operating under 20%. So they should be able to win that. They do have the advantage there. And anytime you have Austin Matthews on a power play, he, he has a chance to score. He really, really does. Did score against Vancouver, and, and hopefully he can keep it going here. But ultimately, it's the five-on-five five scoring that's going to have to really propel this team to victory. Uh, not just tonight, but over the next couple of weeks in Brody's absence and then potentially the rest of the way, uh, all the way to a Stanley Cup. That would be that'd be tremendous, realistically. But the five on five scoring is is down significantly, which means their scoring overall is down significantly. The team's ranked uh, 23rd in the league for uh, points per, or goals per game. 23rd in the NHL for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's not good enough. You're not going to want to whole lot of hockey games um when you're not putting up goals uh the way you were built like the toronto maple Leafs. so those would be a couple of keys for me that i think uh will will be keys to victory for toronto tonight um try and limit gino try and limit sid the kid Sidney crosby obviously those guys are always menaces against the maple Leafs, especially gino that guy does nothing but score when he plays toronto it's incredible so limit the big boys as well play them hard gap up um, and stay on top of pucks. Don't allow those odd man rushes, and and keep them keep them out of the middle of the ice. You know those would be a couple other keys that uh, that I would throw out there for Toronto. They can do all those. They have a good chance to win tonight's game because uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, sure they won against Toronto on on Friday, but they really haven't been playing all that well. I mean, they have I think two wins in their last ten, like two wins in the last ten, I want to say, maybe two wins in the last eight, perhaps, because they were on a six game slide and then they beat Washington, beat Toronto, and then they lost okay, so two in the last nine. They lost the next night in Montreal. So it's not like Pittsburgh's playing outstanding hockey right now anyway. So you kind of get on them early and uh should be able to to pull out a win here against the Penguins. All right, Dave, let's leave it there. Um, that'll do it for us here on the podcast. I thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on any podcast platform and receive daily Leafs content also up on YouTube as well. You can hit subscribe there. Uh, leave a like, a comment. That'd be fantastic as well. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll break down the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.